What's up, Metro? Hey! Great to be here with you this evening. I'm Pastor Kevin, and uh, tonight I'm really excited to talk to you about tension. And, and speaking of tension, I have to follow Pastor Jeremy. Like, are you kidding me? Like, 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 like the guy is super well-versed, he's super passionate, and I gotta get up here and somehow match that intensity. Uh, now listen, I don't know if you know this or not, the guy gets a lot of help. A couple weeks ago, he, he, he just throws together a giant shack and they build it right here on the stage. Like, oh yeah, you need a shack? Yeah, what are the dimensions? You know, it's, it's like people will like help him, no problem. Uh, or, or last week, who was here for Christmas Eve? Yeah, that was awesome. That was incredible. I mean, the, the band, they were incredible. They were great. Lights were crazy good. And you know, they had all the drums and everything. It was, it was going so good. Listen, he was set up for success before his foot ever hit the stage. And, and, and for me, it's like, oh, hey, um, Pastor Kevin, could you just close out the year? Uh, oh, uh, no Riverview Campus. We're closing it that weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah, video team, they're off too. Uh, yeah, by the way, you don't get a walkout video. You just start, you know, like, like okay. All right, thanks so much. It's, it's humbling. Uh, no, no, seriously though, uh, myself, my family, we're so grateful to be here. I'm honored to be here with you this evening uh, and get to share with you because we, we really feel like this is home. In so many ways, this is home. It's a lot snowier, but this is home than we're used to. So thank you again for allowing me to be here with you tonight. Uh, But again, I want to talk about tension and the tension that you have in your life, tensions that I have in my life. Because the question isn't, do I have tension in my life? You definitely do. The question is, what are you going to do with the tension in your life? How are you going to deal with the tensions in your life? So it's, it's New Year's weekend, so we, we tend to think back on the previous year. So, so when you think back on the last 365 days, I'm sure there have been numerous amounts of tension in your life. Numerous opportunities for all sorts of tension to be present in your life, right? I mean, you're thinking here, you're sitting here right now and you're thinking about it. And so maybe for you, it's financial. I feel like Anyone I talk to who, who, who kind of puts down their, that, that first wall a little bit, instantly, their first stress is financial. And so maybe you're, you're just maxed out. You don't know what you're, what, what you're going to be doing next month, next week, tomorrow. You just can't see past the dollars because you're trying to squeeze so much out of them. And so you're creating tension, right? Or maybe for, maybe for some of you, it's marital. Maybe for some of you in 2018, you don't know if you're still going to be married. You don't know where you're going to be because there's so much tension built into your marriage and it's just being stretched. And you don't know who you married any longer. You don't know who that person is. You don't know who you are. Or maybe for me, it's kids. Listen, kids are great. I love kids most of the time. I love kids. They're really wonderful. I have two incredible little boys. But come on, let's face it. Like there's all sorts of tension in a house with kids, no matter if it's a newborn or an 18-year-old or to be frank, a 35-year-old who needs to grow up. Uh, like, but there's all kinds of tension with kids. Someone is like amen in the back. Uh, but there's all kinds of tension, right? The, the, they will almost drive you crazy. Now, the tension is there. So what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do about it? How are you going to deal with it? 
or there's, there's the tension that we have in relation to God, in relation to religion and church and everything. There's, there's that tension too. Because maybe you're here tonight and, and, and there's, there's a whole lot of tension built on, on church, built on God and this thing that we call faith. And you're just trying to figure out this whole God thing, if he's real, if he has a plan for me, or, or whatever. Maybe that's where you are. And so you're trying to decide if you're going to step forward into it or just step back and say it's not for me. If you're going to be all in or all out. And so there's this tension in your life with, with, this, with this God thing. And so there are points of tension all around us. And so everyone in here has, has, has different amounts of tension in their hearts, in their souls. Now, I believe God wants to do something with that tension in your life. Some people would tell you he wants to get rid of all the tension in your life. That is not true. That is not biblical. That, that is not what God wants to do. Because God's idea for you, his goal for you, is not to make you comfortable. It's not your happiness, as Pastor Jeremy said a few weeks ago. It's not your happiness, it's your holiness. It's not about giving you everything you want. Can you imagine giving a child everything they want? They're rotten. God is not going to give us every single thing we want. Because it's destructive. He wants to make us holy. And so instead of removing tension out of our lives... He's going to work with the tension that is already present in your life. But cultural Christianity today really teaches the opposite. You know, we have, we have uh, TV pastors with big churches and, and big beautiful teeth and perfect hair. You know, they tell you that God, God wants to take all the tension out of your life. But when I read the Bible, that's not what I see. I see God working through the tension. I see God growing us in the tension. I see him speaking to us through the tension, right? And so, that's not Christianity, the, the comfortable Christianity. That's not, that's not who God is, that's not who he made you to be. So, his goal is to make us holy, it's to transform us, and it is to change us, 100%. Jesus came to grow our souls. He came to grow our faith, and, and he came to help us grow in our dependence on God and who he is, to make us more like him. And that's why this tension exists. That's why this tension is real. And for some of you, you don't like the tension, so you run away from it. You like attention, that's a different sermon. You don't like tension, and so you run away from it. You can't run away from this tension. It's, it's present, it's here. And it can mold you into being who God wants you to be because he can make us better through it. So I wanna talk about that. And I wanna walk through this, this, this single passage in, in, in 1 Peter. And it's, it's super straightforward, it's really easy. 1 Peter chapter five. And so whether we have the Bible app or not, Google it, don't be the person who doesn't. Like, come on, I'm working hard. Google it, 1 Peter five, verses six through 10. It's even the ESV, come on, I'll, I'll tell you what translation it is, it's ESV. Uh, anyway, we're just going to walk through this. Let, let, let's start verse six. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, 
knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by the brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish. And so I want to, I don't know, that's a lot, right? And that's a lot of good stuff. Uh, If you guys didn't get dinner, you're getting fed right now. Because if we start back in verse six, it starts off with humble yourselves. That's right. Humble ourselves. I don't like, I, I don't like being humble. I like, I like pumping off about what I'm good at. I, I like bragging about myself. You do too. We don't like that. And in fact, as Americans, our culture pushes back against humility. That's not a thing we like to do. Uh, if you're successful in anything, you have to show off, right? You, you have to be able to, to let people know you're good at something. But that's actually not the case here. Because we don't like humility. We don't like to be humbled. Because that means we have to admit that we're wrong. That means we have to, that means we have to bow to someone else's leadership. A different way of thinking that isn't our own. We simply don't like being humble. But listen, listen. Humility does not mean you're stupid or you're always wrong, you're dumb, or you're lazy, or you lack success. No, no, no. Listen. Humility simply means that there are ways of thinking that we simply can't get around. Think of it this way. There are things in your life in which you are just hitting brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. It's like this struggle again? Really? More of this? I thought this was behind me. And so it's brick wall after brick wall after brick wall. And you just keep messing up over and over and over. And that's, it's just not working in your life. I mean, that's, that's, that's the definition of, of insanity. Just doing the same thing over and over and over and over. But God says, listen, I've got a better plan. I've got a better plan. And the ultimate act of humility is simply saying, God, I need you. So that's what the passage says. Humble yourselves. God, I need you. I need your direction. I need your guidance. I need your leadership. In fact, the Old Testament, the Old Testament part of the Bible, there's a profound passage I want to throw out here real quick. But first, um, any animal lovers? Specifically pet lovers, you know? You can love animals, I guess. But pet lovers. How about dog lovers? Yeah, yeah. Listen, my family and I, we just adopted a dog. Uh, yeah, a little puppy. And listen, we, 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 we're a lot of things right now is what we are. I don't like her. Uh, she's growing on me. It is, listen, I mean, who would have thought a dog actually has to go out? Like every couple hours, like to use the bathroom. Uh, that's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Now, if I were in Kentucky weather, where I'm from, okay, no big deal. Guys, it was three degrees yesterday. Like, what is the deal with Michigan? Like, I'm told it's not usually this harsh, but come on. It's, it's crazy. And, and so, yeah, we, we, we got this dog. And, and, and the Bible says something interesting about dogs. And so if you have a dog, you will understand. Uh, in Proverbs, it says, as a dog returns to its vomit, so does a fool to his folly. And you've seen this, right? I saw it today. It was super gross. Uh, you've seen this. The dog will do its business, whether it's front or back, and then we'll kind of walk away and then be like, oh, wait, what was that? What was that? Get up in there, you know? Like, and, and you're just like, no, you're not touching anything in the house. But, but listen, it's something silly and it's stupid and it's actually pretty gross, but like that is really profound. And there's a reason it's in the Bible because as we do the same thing, 
with our struggles. And instead of changing it up, we go back to the same thing over and over and over and over. It's insanity doing the same thing over and over and over. And for some reason, expecting different results. Listen, you have to do things differently. You simply have to change it up. God says, humble yourself and allow me to lead you. I will lift you up. So no, there's, there's no need to continue to spend money at the rate you're spending money, faster than you can earn it. There's no need to do that anymore. No, there's, there's no need to continue to sleep around and trying to find love. No, love is found in a committed relationship. That's love. There's no need to continue to run away from your problems. There's no need to say, oh, I have a bad temper, when no, you just need to deal with your stuff. That's the reality. There's, there's no need to continue to struggle with the, these areas of your life because God is telling you right now, it's time to try it a different way. Here's how. Number one, be humble. Be humble. God says, if you come to me and you ask for my presence, ask for my guidance, ask for my help, I will help you. I will help you. That is a promise from God. I will help you. But you have to be humble. And this is the starting point for all of us. We're all starting there. No one is above that. We all start right there. But I love the way Tim Keller uh, put it. Uh, I love reading this stuff. But this quote in particular recently just stuck out to me. Uh, Tim Keller once said, never let success go to your head, but never let failure go to your heart. Because humility requires balance. Humility requires you to keep your confidence in check and your self-pity to a minimum. No, do not beat yourself up over that mistake again. Do not drag yourself through the mud. You are, you are made in the image of God. You insult the creation, you insult the creator. Don't do that. Instead, instead, recognize it takes a balance. Admit you were wrong and move on. Repent and move forward. God is not holding those things against you, so why are you holding those things against you? He wants, he wants you to move forward. And that's why we start at being humble. The passage begins with a humble heart because that's what we need. The passage continues to say, however, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God because we must submit ourselves under his ultimate authority because he created us. And that isn't comfortable. Doing things God's way, that's not comfortable. We don't like doing that. But God's desire is not your comfort. It's, it's not your comfort. He's not concerned with making you happy, is he? No. He wants you to grow. He wants you to grow in holiness. He wants you to take steps toward him in the midst of this tension that is your life. He's not gonna take that tension out. He wants you to work through it with him under the mighty hand of God. Jesus said it himself. He said, my burden is light, implying it's a burden. It's not heavy, but a burden. There are expectations. But listen to me. What God wants to do in your life 
will not, will not harm you as much as it will help you. It will not push you down as much as it will pull you up. And it will not damage you as much as it will develop you because that is what God wants to do in your life. So yes, be humble. That's the first step. Be humble. And that will help you take your next steps with God. And then, yes, you are able to cast all your anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares for you. Because he loves you. Because he never, ever stops pursuing you. And that is who God is. Moving into verses eight and nine, the beginning of verse eight, it says, be sober-minded, be watchful. Anyone here ever been around a drunk? Right, yeah, some of you. I didn't ask if you are a drunk, uh, or you are. Uh, I just said, have you ever been around one? We'll, we'll get to that stuff later. Um, but you know, you know when someone is, is drunk, they're, they're out of their mind. They're not using their best judgment. They're not the sharpest knife in the drawer. That's why they have sobriety tests, you know, because like in your right mind, you can function as a normal human being. But when you're, when you're drunk, that's why you can't, you can't do anything normal. That's why it's illegal to drink and drive. That's why we laugh at some things that we see whenever people are drunk because it's, it's stupid, but it's also, if we're really honest, it's very destructive. It's incredibly destructive. People do very dumb things when they are not sober-minded. But the scripture is clear. Be sober. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. In other words, I read that and I hear, be disciplined. Know yourself. Know who you are. Be on guard. Make sure you don't get sucked in to destructive things. Listen, most of us in modern America... Uh, these days, enjoy social media in, in all kinds of ways. And I'm not going to sit here and bash social media. Don't delete your Instagram and your Twitter and everything. I'm not going to go down that route. But I am going to say, unless you're watchful and unless you're guarded, it will certainly lead to destruction all the time. It's crazy because I find myself looking at a stupid news feed for 30 minutes, just like this, checking out completely for 30 minutes. Listen, there aren't enough funny cat videos out there to make me want to like, get into this that much. I just waste time. And you do too, right? Like, like we, just, we just waste our time entrenched in a world that isn't even real. It literally steals time from us. I'm more conflicted, to be honest, I'm more conflicted with a few minutes on Facebook than I am all day without it. Right, you, you hop on and you see all these things and the world is ending and all these different things and you just feel so conflicted all the time. That's not being watchful. That's not being sober-minded. Like, that's not being guarded. Find myself getting so angry. It's, it's crazy. People I don't even know and I wanna like, tell them the truth. God, <laughs> you're firing down on this person. They don't have all the facts. You know, <laughs> like, 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 don't we do that like, all the time though? Like, oh my gosh, how could they be so misled? They posted from that, you know? Like, like, like we, we think this way. But to me, that's just not wise. It's not wise to get into these heated threads and, and, and argue with people you don't even know. Or people you do know, for that matter. Don't do that. D be a good friend. Make Facebook fun again. Be a good friend to people, okay? But to me, that's just not wise. It's, it's, it's not watchful and it's not guarded. Listen, truth be told, that is actually a small example of a larger problem. Think about it. If you're that person 
that is a very small example of, of a bigger issue in your life. The passage continues to say, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. We're supposed to be watchful. We are to be watchful because the real issues sneak up in our lives just like that. And we get consumed and we get devoured. The Bible says, be watchful. The devil is like a roaring lion. The Bible proves it. Everyone should hate cats, right? Listen, one of the great things about this church that, that my wife and I are like, yeah, we're sold. We're gonna move 400 miles north. It's gonna be great. One of the great things was your lead pastor's hatred for felines. Uh, we shared that. And I was like, yeah, I'm with you, dude. Absolutely, I can follow you to the end. Um, but seriously, but seriously, we do have a very real enemy who is prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking you, watching you, wanting you. So let me tell you something. Pornography looks good, and it makes us feel good in some ways. But you know as well as I do that it will destroy your soul. It will rot your mind. Society is finally waking up to this a little bit and some major cities are starting to put blocks on certain sites because they're calling pornography a, a, a health hazard. That's not being watchful. It's not being guarded because your adversary is prowling around, waiting for you to stumble. Waiting, baiting you. I understand you have a saying around here, nothing takes you further, faster from the heart of God than sexual immorality. Amen, absolutely. You must guard against that. Because listen, our culture is not gonna help you police that. No, our culture will say, do it, it feels good. No, you don't know if you're gonna like that person that much, you should move in together. No, you don't know if you're good at sex, so you should try it out first, elsewhere. That's the message culture tells us. Feels good, do it. Listen, it's, it's, don't you think God has something better for you than that? Don't you think God has something in store that is more for you? You're looking for love, but that isn't love. That's simply not love. Or, or the idea of finances. Again, that's such a killer in our society because we are inundated with advertisements nonstop. Buy this, invest in this, go into debt for this. You can go into debt for a new iPhone. Like, that's crazy. Well, that's, it's 2017, why not? Uh, but like, everything is just nonstop and throwing at you and throwing at you. But listen, if, if that were the case, I would be broke and I would be on the street. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be a happy homeless person. You wouldn't want to interact with me. Uh, but that's what culture is just throwing our way all the time. And that's why we should watch how we spend our money. Be watchful. Be watchful. Where does so much of your money go? Because if we are to be watchful, we, we have to be guarded. Because there is this deadly lion coming after you, chasing you down. And listen, I know this specific thing is a little touchy, so I will be brief. But the reality is, what about diet? What about food? You see, if we don't rein in our desires and just give in to every single impulse in years, we are gonna have a health condition that is actually gonna be a liability for our family. 
We won't be around that long anymore. We need to be watchful. We will end up being devoured by the very thing that we're eating. That's why we're, we are to be watchful. Christians, listen, you're also, you're also not immune. I'm not immune. I'm not immune to this because distracted Christians are as good as devoured. Distracted Christians are as good as devoured. We fall prey to this all the time. For example, do people know you're a Christian based on all the things you're against? Or do they know you're a Christian because of the love you have in your heart? Think, think of it this way. Uh, we get distracted with all kinds of things, and we always want to like, cast stones and say, yeah, that's an issue. That's a problem. Yeah, someone should do something about that one. Someone should take care of that. When really, I think we should be focused more on keeping Christ in Christian. Uh, pastor, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, because it's true. It's true. We, we, need to, we need to judge others less and really just examine ourselves. What are my motives? What am I trying to get out of this? What does this really say about me? Uh, Pastor Erwin McManus, uh, he once said, there may not be anything worse than winning a battle you never should have fought. Christians, we get distracted, don't we? We're distracted by things that just don't matter. We, we just get distracted by things that simply aren't loving people. And if anything gets in the way of that, we're distracted. 100% we are distracted. If our enemy can't destroy us, he will distract us. Because, because we must be watchful, and this is the tension that we live in right now. Being distracted, being told something is some, something else. That's not the case. Listen, we have to figure out what we're going to do with all this tension. We have to figure that out. And so, yes, we, we must be watchful because God is trying to give us a formula. I'm trying to lay it out for you right now. God is giving us a formula in this passage. He's saying in verse six, be humble, trust my leadership. And two, he's saying, be watchful. The enemy is ready to destroy you, waiting to destroy you. But then here's this third thing, uh, my favorite thing. Uh, the third part uh, in verse nine, it says, resist him firm in your faith. So my third point I want to make to you from be humble, be watchful, thirdly, be part of the resistance. Because God, God is uniquely laying out this formula so that we know how to take our next steps with God in the midst of all the tension in your life. God is telling you, be humble, be watchful, be part of the resistance. Listen, we all love a good movie where there is a small, good resistance battling against some gigantic, big evil, right? I mean, a few years ago, Hunger Games was the big thing. And listen, that was so well written. That was, that was great. I wanted to be Katniss Everdeen. Like, like, that was so cool. Like, it was amazing. And, and there's something about going against the status quo, Right? There's something about it that, that is just like blood pumping. It makes us come alive, combating evil for good. Yeah, sign me up. We all have dreams of leading a great rebellion like William Wallace in Braveheart. Or, I mean, come on, greatest resistance ever. Who isn't a fan of Star Wars? 
right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't worry, I'm not gonna spoil the, the new one for you. Uh, but Star Wars, Star Wars is the ultimate story of resistance. No, it's, it's not about spaceships trying to blast each other out of outer space. And the lightsaber duels, those are wicked. Those are so cool. But no, that's not the point either. The point of Star Wars, the heart of Star Wars is literally good versus evil, embodied in the light and the dark. And they're always at each other, right? That is the whole point of Star Wars. And that is where God does his best work because that is where faith grows. Because we all have this moment before, before we give in to temptation, we have a moment of indecision. We have a moment. Wherever we are, we have this moment in our life and we're thinking, should I or shouldn't I? Should I do this or should I not do this? But listen, we are to resist evil. We are to resist evil. And if there is a scene that encapsulates this more than anything, it is in The Empire Strikes Back where, where Luke is facing Darth Vader. And Vader cuts his arm off. And then he tells him, I didn't kill your dad. I am your dad. Spoiler alert. But so Vader is staring across the precipice at Luke, who is hanging on by an arm and a nub and lots of sweat. But he's hanging on. He's hanging on, right? You, you, can, you can almost like remember this, like almost like shot for shot. And Luke is trying to adjust himself. And, and his dad is saying, Luke, join me. We will rule the galaxy together as father and son. And Luke says, I'll never join you. And he drops. Friends, you're facing these moments every day of your life. What are you doing? What are you doing in these moments of indecision, these moments of temptation? The devil is prowling around like a roaring lion and he's seeking you out. Listen, if God is going to use the tension in your life, you must resist. You must resist the enemy. You have to resist doing what's easy because God does not want to make you comfortable. He didn't call you to a life, a life of ease. He called you into a life of obedience because he knows what's best for you. You have an enemy in your life seeking to devour you, saying, come to me, compromise. Come on. It won't hurt. Go out with her. Be with him. Spend the money you don't have. Don't apologize. They made you angry. Do it. It feels good. No one will know. No one has an idea you're here. Nobody is going to judge you for this. You've earned it. You deserve this. We listen to all these lies all the time, but they sound good, don't they? But these are just simply lies and so on and so on and so on. And what happens? We are devoured and distracted. But God says, resist. Firm in your faith, resist. Because, because you will not grow. You will not become all that God has for you unless you resist the easy way out because God does not wanna make you comfortable, he wants to make you holy. He wants to make you joyful. That's our call as believers, to go against the flow, to refuse to believe 
the constant lies of this world. All of this culminates into verse 10 as we close. Verse 10, it says, after you have suffered a little while, in other words, listen here, resistance. In other words, it's going to be hard. It's going to be really, really hard. So what are you going to do about it? Being humble is so hard. Being watchful is so hard. Resisting is so hard. But listen to me. It is worth it. It is 100% worth it. Because, Because after you have suffered a little while, After you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Jesus, will himself restore you. He will confirm you. He will strengthen you. And he will establish you. He will do all of this. All you have to do is fight. That's what you're called to do. Be humble. Be watchful. Resist. And let God do the rest. He tells you right here. He's saying when you humble yourself, when you come to God, when you're looking for God, when you're watchful for the enemy who wants to deceive you at every turn, and when you choose to be a part of the resistance, he will do something in you. Listen, being humble and watchful and resisting is so hard. Loving people who don't love you is so hard. Being gracious with people who aren't gracious to you is so hard. Fight. Resist. Be like Jesus because he will restore you. He will confirm you. He will strengthen you. He will establish you. Did you hear that? That is what God will do because he restores you from your brokenness. He confirms who you are and and places you in his love. He strengthens you when you are weak and he establishes you and who you were truly meant to be. And that is a son or a daughter of God. That is who you're meant to be. That's how we can end this year. In fact, the tension in your life operates much like this rubber band. Operates much like this rubber band. Because if this rubber band, think with me for a moment. If there's no resistance, this rubber band is useless, right? It doesn't, doesn't work. But when a rubber band encounters resistance, it all of a sudden has a little bit more to it, right? It it starts to fulfill its purpose, right? And so for us, we may feel so stretched, but listen, God's waiting to compel you. Listen, I'm telling you right now, you may feel so weak. You may feel so exhausted. Listen, I'm telling you, you're stretching, but you're not breaking because God won't let you do that. He's going to compel you. That's what he's going to do. Because God is not going to do that. He's not going to hurt you. He's not going to harm you. He's going to help you. He's not going to destroy you. He's going to develop you. Because nothing other than resistance creates incredible resolve. Listen, listen. That is why we are here. And so if you ask God to change your heart, if you want sincere life change in this next year, then get ready because it's gonna be a stretch, baby. Are you ready? Are you ready to stretch? Because I believe that's what God wants to do for you. Let's pray. Let's pray. 
Father, we thank you so much for this evening. We thank you so much for your word, that it is alive, it is active, and, and it is piercing hearts, Lord. So we just, uh, we just pray that, that you would move, you would compel us to get out of ourselves, to get out of our ruts, to get out of our habits, and to be fully surrendered to you. Lord, we thank you so much for this time. Thank you. Thank you for your love. It's in Jesus' name we all say amen. 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 Thank you all so much. Thank you. Hey, great first time. Uh, thank you all. Listen, tomorrow night is New Year's Eve, and that's going to be a blast. We're having a huge party, huge blowout. It's going to be so great. Don't miss that. Uh, otherwise, listen, thank you all so much. God bless. Go in peace. And hold on, hold on. Don't go anywhere. Hold, hold, hold on. Thought oh, I could get away. Get out of here. Thought I could get away. <laughs> hey, uh, you guys think we should keep this guy? <laughs> um, I got to tell you, Metro, over the last uh, couple months, I have gotten to know this kid and his heart for God, his heart for, uh, for people, for our church uh, is incredible. And uh, we are, are lucky to have him and his wife. We really are. Aren't we? Aren't we? Come on. And... Um, be praying for this kid. Be praying for, for this couple. Uh, they, are, uh, they are worth following. Kevin, uh, your heart for Christ is inspiring to me. And I will, I will serve with you and I will follow you into the fire, man. God bless Thank you, brother. You. Thank Thanks you. a lot, everybody. See you tomorrow night. <laughs>